And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you courtesy of our Patreon supporters. Want to support the show? Become a Patreon member. Thank you. Thank them. Now enjoy the show. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids, sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney Dads Podcast. Show it's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It is June 22nd, 2021, which is otherwise known as National Kissing Day, and as oddly as it is, National Onion Ring Day. Uh, today, I am joined by two of my brothers. Mike, Joe, did you guys uh, eat some onions and uh, make sure to get those kisses in today? I don't know if I ate any onions, but I did get some kisses in. I kissed oh, the wife. Oh, super sweet. The wife made dinner tonight, so I kissed her to keep her happy, you know, and then she made an awesome uh, pork loin tonight, so. Yeah. Oh, that's what we had tonight, too. Nice. What a great minds think alike. Yeah, man. Very, very good. Uh, Mike, did you get some onion rings and get some smooches in? Uh, kissing, yes. Onions, no. Uh, tonight was definitely not an onion night, but it's always a kissing night when I come home from work and see my wife. Uh, my daughters are nowhere to be found, but you know when they become teenagers, that's kind of where they're at. So uh, it's actually going to be a busy week for us. Uh, Sammy has her graduation from school to high school tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, and Sarah's got her pre-prom uh, pictures tomorrow, and then she has a graduation the next day. So it's going to be run, run, run for the next couple of days. Oh, trust me. I know what that's like right now. I've been running around like a crazy person. Um, I did not. Uh, I did have some kisses. I don't think I ate onions today. I ate onions a lot, but I didn't eat any onions. I was going to with our pork loin, Joe, do like some potatoes and onions and stuff like that, but I pulled the onion out, man. It just didn't look like it. So it was not National Onion Ring Day in our house, but it was National Kissy Day. Uh, so I hope you guys all enjoyed those. Uh, I got to tell you a story real quick before we get into the show. Uh, I Joe called me earlier, and at the time, I was dealing with a mental patient in my house. So back when Riley was like three years old, we got one of those princess carriages. Remember, they sold them at Walmart. Like the, They were huge, pink, you know, uh, and then like, like the little cars you can drive, you know. So we've had this thing for like six years. Well, what this meant was for the last four years, it just took up a spot in my garage, and it was so bad. Mike, when Joe got here, we are in the process of pulling everything out of the attic, to get rid of everything, because now that we know that we're having a boy, it's like, why keep all the girl stuff? So it's like, I <laughs> Joe opened the garage door, and he's like, oh, whoa. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot going on in that small space. Um, but we got all down. So today I started started getting rid of it. So I, I, middle of the day, I pull her princess carriage out to the street, and I put a sign on it that says, free, uh, needs a new battery. Right? And instantly, it's like four minutes later, somebody stopped. She's like, oh, my gosh, it's free? I'm like, yeah, you can have it. Just take it. You have to put a new battery in it. She goes, well, I can't fit in my car. Can my husband come by in a little bit and pick it up in the truck? And I said, that's perfect. No problem. I'll pull it back in the garage and just have him call me. Here's my number, and, and we'll get there. <laughs> so anyway, Riley wasn't around for any of this. Well, for those of you who have listened to the show for a long time, know that I have a child that does not do separation very well. If you were on the Disney Dad's trip, 
uh, the cruise, you will know because she held on to a lot of you and cried hysterically when she would have to leave. Or when I would come visit Mike, uh, she would cry hysterically having to leave Sammy. Um, and so she doesn't do well with change and with getting rid of things. Although she's never said in this thing in the last four years. It's just collected dust, taking up space. So the guy shows up at five o'clock, right? Riley goes, I want to take one more picture with it. And we get outside and she loses her mind. I mean, <laughs> dude, anyone walking by our house would have thought I was trying to steal a child. At one point, she was hanging on to it, both hands, and I'm pulling her away from it as she's going, no, I don't want to say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye. And I'm like, you don't even fit in it anymore. And I'm just dragging her away. Dude, it was a nightmare. I mean, a complete lunatic got into my home dressed as a nine-year-old. And uh, so that was my uh, that was my evening getting ready to record tonight. How did that guy in good conscience actually take it away from you, though? Well, so this happened a little before he got there. Okay. Because I knew he was coming, so I was like, all right, you can go out. But, dude, she threw a fit. And then we got inside. And do you remember, Mike, years ago? I don't know if I ever showed it to you. There was the video of her when she was turning four. And there's a video of her going, I want to be three forever. I want to be three forever. Yeah, I remember that. Well, then we got back inside tonight, and she goes, I don't want to get any older. And I'm like, we well, have two choices, dude, okay? We all face those same two choices. Get older or you don't. And you trust me, you don't <laughs> want the second one. So, uh, And, of course, Katie's like, how do you think your dad's going to feel when he hits 40 coming up? And I'm like, that's uncalled for and unnecessary. Um, but, yeah, so that was, a, it, dude, it was a complete and utter nightmare. But I told her, I'm like, some other little kid's going to get a lot of use out of this. So. I don't know, Mike. Do you have any advice for him? Because I don't have any. You've you've got daughters. <laughs> Just let it go. I'm sure. Yeah, Mike, let Mike them cry it out. Let it go. And uh, yeah, we we've we've been down that route before. You know, you, you haven't seen the thing in five years, and all of a sudden it's your favorite toy. And you want to play with it, and I'm like, really? So yeah, we we've gone down that route at that age before too. But you know, eventually tomorrow I should forget all about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I tell you what, we got a super fun topic tonight. Uh, this is episode 200 of the Disney Dads podcast. Uh, we want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening for the last four years, been a part of our Disney family. We want to say welcome to you uh, if you're just getting started or if this is your first episode you've ever heard. Uh, we are a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family, like we say. And tonight is going to be fun for the whole family and a lot about Disney. Because uh, what we are going to do is we are going to do one of our favorite things, and that is put on our Imagineering hat, and we are going to create our perfect Disney theme park. Uh, something if we had all of the tools and we could just pick things up and move them wherever we wanted to, the theme park we would create that we think would be the perfect embodiment of what Disney is and the theme park we would want to go to. Now, there are some rules. So if you're playing along at home, listen to the rules, okay? The rules are this. You have to pick two attractions from each of the four existing theme parks. So two from the Magic Kingdom. Two from Epcot, two from Animal Kingdom, and two from Hollywood Studios. You have to pick one dining establishment from each. So one, it doesn't have to be a sit-down. It can be a quick service. It can be a bar. It can be any of those things. But you have to pick one from each. Uh, you have to pick one store, one place you shop from each theme park. And you have to pick one character meet and greet uh, to put into your perfect Disney theme park from each spot. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Uh, then, of course, no Disney trip is complete without a kiss goodnight. 
It is National Kissing Day, by the way. So a kiss goodnight, you have to select a nighttime spectacular to end your night at your favorite Disney theme park there uh, to, to do this. Uh, guys, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to chat a little bit about your decision making in between, maybe as we go. So I might cut you off, or you know, guys, cut each other off uh, if you think something maybe is weird or you want, you know, something really cool. And uh, let's dive right into it, Mike. I'm going to put you straight up. You are our leadoff hitter uh, in this, and let's hear your idea for your perfect Disney theme park. Sounds good, Justin. You know, when you told me about this idea, I said I want to really run with this. I have some. Pretty good ideas floating through my head, and um, I kind of wanted to do something because I asked you when we were setting up the rules for this if this would be okay, and I asked if we could take a ride or an attraction that was uh, retired, you know, something that's not in the parks anymore because you said we could take two rides from the parks, and I said, you know what, I'm going to run with that idea, and I want to make my entire theme park a Reimagined Park. And as a matter of fact, that's oh. going to be the name of my theme park. And it's going to be Reimagineered Island. And where I want to place Reimagineered Island is going to be, nevertheless, but River Country. So I want to take River Country. I want to reestablish it, rehab a few of the rides in River Country. And then I want to add in my rides from Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. I love it, dude. I love. I'm all in already. Cause you have the perfect two people on this show for this. You know that, right? Because you have the two people who grew up in the Disney parks. We've watched things over the years evaporate and go away, and so I'm ready for this one. Well, that was one of the things where I really wanted to do this because, you know, as you know, as you've heard the show before, we've all been to the parks as kids. Uh, I didn't go as frequently as I do go now, obviously, and my kids go quite a bit, so they have a lot of memories year after year, year after year, but some of these memories are from certain things that maybe I've only done once or twice, and that's why I kind of wanted to rehash them and bring them back, A, so that I can relive my experience, and so that B, my kids can kind of see so that the magic continues to live on and they get to experience a little bit of what I had when I was a kid. So the first two things that I want to place in my theme park is going to be in from Magic Kingdom. And not only do I want to bring them over, but I want to modernize them a little bit. You know, when these were around in their heyday back in the 80s when we were, you know, bouncing around the parks or 90s for you, Justin, uh, you know, th these were, you know, the technology wasn't what it is now. So I also want to update the technology. So uh, the two rides from Magic Kingdom that I want is two thousand leagues under the sea and mr toad's wild ride yes dude okay now you're talking you bring in some disneyland flair too because uh i love mr toad's wild ride uh, joe did you ever ride mr toad's wild ride i did yes and uh there were certain parts of it i was scared of as a child uh, yeah so. it's crazy but it was I mean, that, look, definitely they take you to hell you know what i mean like that's the attraction does it's scary yeah dude those are great man those are two all right uh, see i'm all now i'm like why did we let mike go first <laughs> That's tough the top right there. <laughs> yeah. So right. so then, uh, obviously, you know, I, I wanted to pick two rides, so two rides attractions to bring over from Epcot. And I thought that what two better things to do, kind of reimagine and modernize, would be Body Wars and World of Motion. Okay. All right. Body Wars for me. I was one of those weird people that really enjoyed Body Wars. Well, like, Elizabeth Shue was in it, wasn't she? I love her. I right. love her. This, I, this is my okay. Let's start episode two hundred with an Elizabeth Shue reference, which I love. The fact that you brought her along. Uh, yes, uh, man. I got to get back to watching the boys. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. You said Elizabeth Shue. I'm getting all flustered here. It's <laughs> National Kissing you, Day. Your and now you have turning red. You're it's like a National Kissing Day, and you're talking about Elizabeth Shue. I'm just killing what I'm going to do. Mm. Very cool. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I want to bring over from Epcot. I think those could really use a you know a refurbishment, kind of brighten them up a little bit, and and some new technology behind those would be really cool. Uh, my two 
rides, attractions from Hollywood Studios was one of my favorite ones. It hasn't been gone that long, and my kids do remember it. I want to bring back the Backlot Tour because I just think it was a very cool part of Hollywood Studios. And of all the things that have kind of gone away at Hollywood Studios, that's one I definitely want to see. The other one that I want to bring back from Hollywood Studios that I think would be really cool could probably do it over in any of the parks right now, and I want to bring back Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You know, it was a popular TV show, you know, back in the day. Uh, bring it back in. Bring it some flair. Let the guests come in and win prizes. You know, let them win a Disney cruise. Let them win, uh, you know, a DVC stay. Let them win something, you know, a night at the Grand Floridian. So let it actually be prizes. Let the people come in and compete and have a, a game show back in the parks. I think that would be kind of cool. Can I sidetrack us? Mm-hmm. Have you two ever been on a Disney stage? What I mean is like, so have you done... The uh, I mean, I know Joe with his Marvel scene voice probably was on American Idol multiple times. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but have you ever been on a Disney stage any of your trips? I've I've been to Nickelodeon Studios. Okay, what what were you on the show? Like you were on a show show? Oh, or no, no, you... I was just walking through as they were taping. So oh okay, but have you ever been on a stage? Like you ever been part of the show? No, no, Mike. I'm trying to remember. Uh, no, the closest thing that I've ever been onto a stage show, closer part of the attraction was like Monsters Incorporated. I was like the dancing guy. You probably yeah, I've been the dancing guy. Oh wait, 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 wait. I, I'm a little okay. I'm stupid. I, I thought you were talking about actual like taping of like a Disney. No, stage. no, no, no. Just okay, like I, have you been a part of like anything that goes on at Disney okay, where you're part of the show? Yes. I've been, well, I've hoopty do. I've been brought on stage. Perfect. Uh, yeah. At the Luau Cove when I was younger, I was brought on stage uh, for that. Uh, and as Mike said, you know, I was uh, in Monsters Inc. Uh, sound show. And I think that's about it. But yeah, Hoopty Doo and Lou Alco definitely a few times. So sorry. Yeah. I thought we were talking about actual production. No, 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 no. Like just the fun stuff like when you're in the parks. Yeah. Uh, because I think that's something they're, of course, they're missing out on right now. I was on um, Indiana Jones. Uh, I got to, to, I got like a little certificate and everything. And they brought me down and put the jacket on me and, you know, the hat and everything. So that was, that was cool. When I was younger, it was, it was, I was probably i don't know 12 13 uh but yeah i got to do that one time so uh, i like your idea of bringing back a stage production to your to your retro park here very cool what was the name uh, of your park one more time uh re- reimagined island reimagined island i want to give it it's i want to give it it's due because it deserves it so i don't want to call it retro park when it's reimagined <laughs> island uh, and the other thing that this was the hardest one because there's really not a lot of stuff that went away in Animal Kingdom, you know. The, and and I, I wanted to stick with the theme of retheming. So obviously the one ride that we just lost pretty recently was the Primeval World, and bring that back, but you know make it a little bit more modern, make it a little bit more fun, more of a better roller coaster. I think uh, the only other thing that I think has kind of gone away there, I, I believe the Rafiki's Planet Watch isn't over there, right? They got rid of all of that, so I would bring that back just because I wanted to stay within the rules and bring two things back from animal kingdom so that would be my my bring back from there maybe have like a petting zoo area some some nature stuff to really learn about the animals like a a little conservation station kind of stuff so that's what i would bring back from my animal kingdom out of my you know bringing from the park i love you but this may be the only not retro part of your thing because they still have rafikis and they still have the conservation station okay well then I'm going to bring that over anyway. So that, because is there anything else at Animal Kingdom? But you know what? There's away? nothing really for you to go out there, like because you have older kids. You know what I mean? So it's right. like for you to have had to venture out there. Uh, Wasn't, I'm trying didn't to think. They stop it for a while because the train. They was did. Just, okay. They did. Yeah. Maybe that's why um, I thought it was gone. Now they ride back, and something really cool you can do out there is you can do the drawing, um, the animation academy, and it's it's complimentary. It takes place, uh, I'd say five or six times a day. 
Um, and you can go out there and you learn from an actual Disney animator and that you actually draw whatever they have. Like I've drawn um, Zazu and actually brought a bird out that looked like Zazu. Uh, I've drawn Scar. I've drawn a couple different things out there. Joe, you ever gone out there and done that? No, I, I'm usually running around like an idiot during my vacation. So, Dude, uh, you, would, you, you and the wife would enjoy that. I man. don't, I'm not a good drawer. A drawer. I write draw stick figures. I mean, you're not a drawer. A drawer. Not a drawer. No. Yeah. A drawer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they teach you, man. It's like it's like step by step. They're like, all right, draw a line here, and you draw the line, and you follow them. Listen, you know better than anybody else how well I follow directions. All right, we're in the middle of this exercise. Okay. I don't right know now. if I don't know if it's you following directions or me as a teacher. So it may be a little bit of uh, A and B right. uh, put together. Uh, Mike, I am 100% on board so far, dude. Keep it going. All right, so where do you want to go to next? The stores, the restaurants? the uh, Let's go dining, man. Let's dining, go dining. Okay. Yeah. So dining, I thought of a, a couple of different things. Uh, I wanted to bring over the ambiance of uh, Crystal Palace because I think it's got a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful looking restaurant, you know, overlooking the castle. So I actually like that setting and I like the whole thing. So I'm going to bring that restaurant over. But we're gonna we're gonna reimagine it, and we're gonna call it we're gonna call it Walt Imagineer. And what it's gonna be is a restaurant, all tribute to Walt. It's gonna have all kind of Walt stuff inside, and the Imagineers and a lot of famous Imagineers photos. But what this restaurant's gonna feature is you're gonna pre-order your dinner, but it's gonna have some of the best things from all over the Disney parks. So mm. it'll have like let's say the uh, Ohana noodles, it'll have the 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 uh, Sahana bread service, it'll have all of the signature stuff that you go to love that you'll go to that restaurant for. That'll be there. You'll be able to choose it off the menu and that'll be your restaurant to uh, you know to, to really indulge. That'll be my Magic Kingdom tribute to this new park. Oh, you wouldn't even need to go anywhere else. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you well, just wait, go there. Wait, wait, wait to hear my Epcot restaurant. All right, all right, all right, I'm in. So for Epcot, I want to have the World of Nations, and I want to have a UN-type-like building, because, you know, we have the UN here in New York, and it has all the different, you know, countries that represent when they come to the new UN. So I want to have the World of Nations restaurant with a little bit of samplings, almost like a food and wine, how you have all the booths set up. And I want to have a little bit of samplers, a little bit of dinners from all different countries, so that if you sit down and dinner, you can have, you know, maybe sushi from Japan and a bratwurst from Germany. You know, Mm. so you can kind of choose a little bit of, a little bit offerings from all the different countries and that would be my epcot restaurant it's like a moosh boosh of you know yeah. servings did, so, did have i ever told uh joe the story about um hors d'oeuvres me reading the word hors d'oeuvres no do you know the story well listen i just found out you're having a second child so i guarantee you you didn't tell me that, is, story. that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened because you got to realize <laughs> Joe is back on Facebook now. So you can, you can, you know, he's on the Disney Dads podcast Facebook page. Click the link uh, and join our Facebook family right there. Uh, but, you know, I forget that my, we just post things on social media these days and you don't write, you know, written letters like Joe does for everybody uh, to tell news. And so uh, I somehow missed telling Joe that I was having a second child and, uh, and that it was going to be a boy. Um, the, so we're out to dinner. We're out to dinner, Mike, uh, with a bunch of people. I mean, like, there's a whole table of people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we get the, we, oh, we were at a wedding. That's where we were. We get, we get like the schedule. It's like written out on a thing. <laughs> I go, I go. I don't want this or divorces, uh, <laughs> but after that, the bar opens, and I'm excited for that. And Katie goes, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Or divorce." I was like, "I don't know if that's." I don't know. It must be something when they're family, they do hors d'oeuvres or doing something. I don't know. She goes, hors d'oeuvres? I was like, 
Mm. Yeah. And there was so many people around, too. It wasn't even like I could play it off, dude. Everyone's staring at me. I'm like, I am an idiot. You should have blamed it on the dark alcohol you were drinking. <laughs> so, so now Katie woke me out and she'll go, oh, look, they have hors d'oeuvres here. Uh, you should enjoy. So I think Laura calls them Hoover Doovers. So. Hoover Doovers. <laughs> it does not look the way it sounds whenever you look no, at it on paper. Like the Carcucci uh, <laughs> board. The Carcucci board. <laughs> Which is also an hors d'oeuvre. Well, you have your restaurant of hors d'oeuvres, uh, and maybe you may have a uh, Carcucci board uh, there. So take us to your next one, dude. All right. The next one's going to be a tribute to Hollywood Studios, uh, kind of coming from that end. Now, you know, when you are on movie sets, there's a lot of eating off food trucks and a lot of eating in cafeteria-style stuff. So I want to set up an indoor restaurant, but multiple food trucks indoors. So I want to have, like, a taco truck, a, uh, a burger truck, a grilled cheese truck, and all different kinds of uh, trucks inside of building to make it look like a studio set and you could go to the food trucks to buy your i mean you have the food truck friday up by you i would have an indoor food truck to kind of simulate the movie sets and kind of give it that movie set feel for my tribute to hollywood studios in my you know imagineer park that's so genius so genius i I can't follow this up next i don't know yeah you're going next too so then i get a little spacer you know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. And then my last restaurant that I want to pick for, that it's kind of a common restaurant. We've seen them around. They're a franchise, but I think it's the best thing you could pull over from Animal Kingdom because it would kind of go with anything. And that would be a, a rainforest cafe because the animals, the ambiance, the type of food that they have, I think that would be the best way to go. And, you know, the, your dining is a little bit limited in Animal Kingdom, so to bring something over from there, I think rainforest is the way to go. I love it. I absolutely love it. Take me to your shops. All right, shops. Okay, so my first shop that I wanted to pick was a shop, and I'm going to add a little bit more to this. Uh, it's closed right now, and we're hoping that it's going to open. There's been rumors that it is, and it's not, and that would be Club Cool, because Club Cool is a great place to have your little bit of a refreshment. Um, you can shop when you're in there. They sell Coca-Cola stuff, but I actually want them to sell, uh, you know, some of the stuff that they sell. You can't, you know, go buy a bottle of Beverly. Go buy a bottle of the yeah. watermelon from, you know, from, from some of these other countries. They get South Africa or, you know, wherever these oddball countries are you should be able to buy that i also think you should be able to buy the recipes and ingredients for some of the signature disney cocktails i mean there are so many different things out there that disney makes uh that are pretty signature to some of their adult lounges and and you know uh bar areas so besides just having the club cool have a little bit of stuff for the adults there so they can buy some you know some adult type of mixers so that they can go home and create their own cocktails i love it yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, you know, you know where I would be. Mike threw that in just for me. I think. Of course, of course. That was that was my jam. Now, my Hollywood Studios uh, store that I would bring over, it's one of my favorite stores, and I'm kind of sad that it's not there anymore, and it was Sweet Spells. It was the Villains Bakery store when you used to walk down going towards the theater. It was on your right-hand side, and it would have that great bakery in the front, and then the whole back half of the store would have all of the villains. It was a great place to buy Jack Skellington stuff. I bought a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff there. They would always have some really good villains. Uh, it got transferred over when Toy Story Land came in, and they kind of really made it a Toy Story Land kind of area. Area. When I was there the last time, it wasn't too Toy Story oriented, so I'm surprised they didn't bring back the Sweet Spells. They really don't have a good bakery in Hollywood Studios, so I'm surprised it didn't come back. But that's what I would bring from Hollywood Studios over to my park. Do you think Disney's missing something whenever they take out they took out the a villains, anything villains? Because it's so limited where you can get anything villains around Walt Disney World. Do you think they're they're missing the call on this? I mean, a lot of people have been screaming for years on a, a villain's park. I don't think we're ever going to get it. 
But do you think they're missing missing the the boat on this one to put in some more villain stuff, dude? When we go to Mickey's Not So Scary, or back in the day when they would do like the the, um, the we did the villain spectacular with the dining, like it was all it was an all inclusive meal where they put on a stage show and then you did the meet and greet with the villains, and it was fantastic. Disney does not do enough with those characters, in my opinion. I don't know. No, if it's, it, always, it's always a long line for those. Mm-hmm. And Mike, I don't know, and Justin, I don't know if it's one of those things where look at what we're doing right now. You're craving for it. They know it. And when they do a special event, if they do something on Disney Cruise Line or they do something during for a uh, for like an after hours party, they know people are going to go nuts for it. If you give it to somebody all the time, it's not going to be Star Wars is, is, is a special example. Star Wars weekends was the thing. I wasn't even a Star Wars fan. Now we have Star Wars all the time. And yes, it's big. But does, do people get as excited for it? No, because it's there all the time. So I think it's kind of a similar thing. So you're telling me on National Kissing Day, I need to hold my kisses from Katie. So then they'll be more special to her whenever I give them to her. I, maybe. Maybe you spread them out a little <laughs> bit. I don't know. How okay, long have you been married? Right. Do you have more years of marriage than me? I don't know. Uh, ten. Yeah, I got six, seven. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, just I'll, hit I'll ten y- this year. I'll yield to you on that one. So I mean, well, Mike's doubles up all of us. By the so. way, today my parents forty-seven years. Oh, congrats! Yeah, Yay! There I'm, we go. I'm, I'm Big shout out. Day, so. Yeah, fantastic, man. Uh, yeah, Mike, I think you nailed it, man. With anything, villains. Well done. Now, I wanted to bring over something that's still there, so it's but it's kind of retro, and it's kind of old school, so I really wanted to bring it over. And you can't have a park without having the Mad Hatter. You have to be able to sell Mickey ears, those classic Mickey ears with the uh, the embroidery on the back. It's one of those great shops in Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. So I want to have a hat and an ear shop over in, in my uh, Reimagine Island because you can't walk around Disney without having some really good classic Mickey ears on. It's just it's a staple. Perfect. Yeah, hundred percent. That's if first trip to Disney. If you don't get some Mickey ears, you're doing something wrong. That's for sure. Uh, my last story is going to be from Animal Kingdom, and the the one area that I particularly like. It's got that market feel, and that's the Harambe Market uh, over there near Africa. So I would kind of make a section uh, in the park, very similar to a village type shopping, that that open air market type stuff. I kind of like that area. Uh, it, it, it's really themed nicely. If you can really understand what I'm talking about if you see it. It's hard to explain it, but when you actually see it and you witness it, you feel like you're in a, like a, like an open-air market, and uh, I want to get that feel over in uh, my new park. Perfect, man. So it sounds like you've got all your dining, all your shopping, all your attractions. Uh, the big question is, a lot of kids want to know, and a lot of adults like me, what characters going to meet in your park? Well, I tried to go with the uh, rare... Uh, throwback original kind of stuff so my character that i'm bringing over to represent magic kingdom would be steamboat willie because that's where it all started it's very retroactive it's it's back from the past and it's one of those things that you know you don't see a lot of love for that in the park and that's really where it all started so uh, steamboat mickey would be one of my meet and greets okay stop right now i've been saying this for longer than i've been doing the show i've only seen one picture of someone meeting steamboat mm-hmm. mickey i've seen steamboat the same picture and it is aaron white and it makes me i'm so happy for him but it makes me want to throw things <laughs> that they don't have him out and about or put him out like joe said spread them kisses around put him out and every now and then for suit i think his was a run dis i don't think it was a run disney i think it was some some it was something else going on but uh but put him out super super special events make it a a low ticket uh, uh lo, a low quantity of tickets that you're selling to a dining event or something like that 
and bring him out. Do an all black and white backdrop. Let people know it's going to be there. You could dress all in black and white for the picture. I mean, that and Pete. I want those two in black and white. Steamboat uh, Willie background behind you. Shut the front door. I don't care how many kids I have. They're never going to make my profile picture because that's going to be my profile picture <laughs> for the rest of my life. So, Very cool. One of my favorites. So my next one was coming from Hollywood Studios. Now, because we used Steamboat Willie for the for the Magic Kingdom one, I said I can't really use I really wanted to use the Fantasia Mickey for Hollywood Studios because that really, you know, the Fantasmic and you know that that kind of signifies him. But I wanted to kind of go old school since we're bringing the old stuff back. I thought a great meet and greet would be and it used to be around and you're not going to find it anymore and that would be Roger Rabbit. Oh man. Nice. Oh. Michael Eisner somewhere is applauding you. <laughs> he's just these hands in the air. Joe, I, you you love Roger Rabbit, don't no, you? No, I, I love... Dude, that's, that's in my wheelhouse. That's like my Disney Renaissance era. I actually made Jen sit down and watch that movie. She kind of didn't get it. I'm like, this movie was like made like in the the midst of my me growing up. I remember going to, to MGM Studios, and Roger Rabbit was everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, the park was really... He was like almost the icon of the park. Like, he was the character... As to Figment was to Epcot, Roger Rabbit was to MGM Studios. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I don't think he. I don't. I don't think he was. He was he the was. icon. Yeah, for a long time, until until you know Sorcerer Mickey came in. Sure. So yeah, man, great one, Mike. You're on fire, buddy. All right, my uh, my next to last one is from Animal Kingdom because I want to save the Epcot for last, and I want to go with Launchpad McQuack because uh, very cool Ducktales. It's a very hard to get meet and greet. He's been around some of the DVC parties. Uh, I know some of the after events. You've seen him there, and uh, very cool character. Doesn't get a lot of uh, you know play in the Disney World, but uh, I think that would be a very cool Animal Kingdom bring over. The only one that I was thinking of was Divine, maybe you know because she's she's kind of mm, cool. Yeah. So that's another Animal. One, but I kind of wanted to go retro, old school with Launchpad McQuack. Joe, you're met Divine. Uh, yes, I mean I've been in the area where she comes out and does her thing out of the woods and stuff. So I, yeah. I haven't got my picture with her, but I've seen her do her thing. Do you think it's kind of creepy? It's a little bit. It, it's it's a little weird. It's a little. It is. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know it's why. Like, it's like the Slender Man, like of of Disney Animal Kingdom, like like coming out of the. Out of the brush, slowly, you know, behind you. So, and then I, almost, I don't know. You, I, it's you, cool. I mean, it's super cool. Don't get me wrong. And then I feel bad when I leave. I'm like, okay, it's cool. And then you leave, and you almost feel bad leaving. Like, you just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Mike. Where you at next? Last uh, one. Last one for my meet and greet for Ada Epcot would have to be if you're doing retro and you're doing Imagineering, would have to be Dreamfinder. Oh, come on, dude. Oh my goodness. Yes. All the good ones. Oh. All right, can we just knock down Walt Disney World and just build Mike's Park? I'd be good with that. I'm good. Let's do this. That's I, I fantastic. Still, I think we sell a few tickets. You know, and one of the few things that I definitely want to bring back that that wasn't really part of the show part. I want to make sure that uh, Push the Trash Can gets a little play. I need yes. to have him going around because we really miss Push. And uh, I think my park is to be a little bit different than everybody else's. I'm going to go back to paper fast passes. So we are going very retro. Gosh, I love it. All right, man. So <clears throat> I've enjoyed. All of your attractions, I have uh, learned about myself on Body Wars. I have hung out with uh, Dreamfinder. I've eaten all the hors I could around your restaurants. Uh, how am I closing my night out with your nighttime spectacular? I'm sure it's going to be one of your nighttime spectaculars, and you have to close it out with wishes. 
Wishes. Wishes. Oh. Where's all right, well, it's my favorite of all time ever. I mean, I like all the other ones, but Wishes is the greatest uh, of all time. Uh, it's fantastic. Mike, dude, that's that's quality stuff. And it shows you... All right, now here's my question. And let me pose to Joe since this was your idea. Joe, do you think Mike's Park only plays to Disney loyalists or Disney like crazy people like we are? I think there may be a select group that it really advertises to i think the family that travels down i-95 to i-4 who's never been before they're probably not going to understand what this is but i think that disney world fans there are more people that are reminiscing about it so i think that you're going to get a lot more people than you think but yeah i think you're definitely hitting a specific a specific demographic it nailed it for me i would be there oh, I'd be, if I, I, in a heartbeat oh every time i mean because you kidding me just the idea of being able to go to Crystal Palace and have different food from around my favorite restaurants Listen, around he, Disney he World. He had me at River Country. I'm the guy. I literally have two brand new, pristine River uh, River Country Discovery Island tickets, like in glass. It's like my. Prize. Do you really? I do. Yeah. So, like when he said River Country, I'm like, you had me at River Country. Uh, so, dude, well done, Mike. Well, yes. you know what? I knew Mike was excited about this topic because we came up with this a week ago, and. Every time I talk to Mike, Mike be like, "I added something else." It's you know he's been working on this all week, and dude, you nailed it, man. You rocked it out. Thank that's you. for sure. Uh, look, Joe. Yeah, I got buddy. Fo- I got to follow this uh, up. It was a uh, it was a grand slam. Uh, you know he uh, he he threw a field goal and 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 punted a uh, punted a fair catch, and um, you know he did all those sports things. Uh, it is your turn, brother. Right. Take me to your park. All right, so mine is not as not as deep as Mike's, okay? But when I was thinking about designing a park, right, I'm thinking about what I like, and I want my park to be when kind of like when I was a kid growing up. I'm looking at that demographic between like 12 and like 17 where they're kind of old enough to go off on their own, you know, but they're not like adults yet. I want them to be throwing the name of my park around like I want to go to blank. That's where I want to go tonight. So my park is going to be centered mostly around the young I guess tweens and teens, and it's gonna be okay. the it's gonna be the best of coasters. It's gonna be a coaster and thrill eccentric park, and my park is gonna be called Coast. Oh, but ooh. but it, dude, but, you're so hip. But it stands for Coasters of America staged together, and they're gonna be all staged together. It's the best thing I could kind of come up with. I don't know if that's shut cheesy the or front not. door, dude. Well done. I don't know if that's well cheesy, but like I no, I was trying to. I love Epcot. That Epcot actually stands for something. So I'm like, like I just picture. The thirteen-year-old going to his mom. Y'all want to go to Coast tonight? Let's go to Coast. You know, like, and it's like the happen hip place to be. So, and it kind of stands that all the coasters are staged together. So, uh, I'm for what I'm do- going with is for my two attractions for each park. I'm going to start with Magic Kingdom, and I'm starting with Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. I think the two are the best coasters uh, in the park. Uh, I'm not throwing in Seven Dwarfs. It's a little, a little bit tame, a little bit young. But the two biggest coasters I can get out of Magic Kingdom, that's what I'm going with uh, to start off uh, my coaster-centric uh, tween and teen hip park. Uh, heading over to Epcot, I'm going to grab Test Track because uh, you have to do that. And if, if if I'm allowed this, if I can go for a ruling, I'd like to grab uh, Guardians, uh, but it's not finished yet. So if No, no, I, no. You can grab stuff uh, in the future. That's all right. Fine. So I want to grab Guardians because that uh, that is going to be better than Soren. So I'd like to grab Guardians and Test Track from Epcot. Uh, Animal Kingdom. I'm going to grab Everest, and I'm going to grab Dinosaur. Dinosaur doesn't mm. get the love, but you know it's very popular out in Disneyland as Indiana Jones. I think that Dinosaur is a good ride, you know, and it, it, it it'll 
move around your insides and get you going, and you don't want to go on after you've just eaten something. So I think it's going to give that young crowd a thrill enough to uh, to, to have fun on that. So I'm trying to grab the the best attractions I can uh, from each. You know, the the most thrill you know most thrill attractions, and I think for Animal Kingdom that kind of you know that kind of sets the stage for that. And as for the studios, you know, I go on Rock and Roller Coaster, and I'm going to go with Tower of Terror uh, hmm. over um, Slinky Dog. Uh, or even, you know, Millennium Falcon or anything like that, because I think that you can have a drop ride. You have got a, a, a you know, main attraction coaster that shoots you off, you know, zero to 60 and how many, you know, two to three seconds, whatever it is. So I'm trying to grab the ones that I like to go on the most and that the young kids, when I go to the parks, I see are like the groups of like, you know, cheerleaders or peewee football players. They're the ones that they flock to together. You know, those are the ones that I was thinking would be the best for this park. So that's kind of where my my rationale goes with that. I'm taking the existing stuff and just kind of trying to put the most thrill stuff together in one spot uh, in Coast. Dude, as, as the youngest one on this show, um, out of all four of the hosts, <laughs> um, look, I would definitely get on the gram and hashtag heading to coast or heading to the coast, uh, you know, and people be like, wow, he's so hip because he's, you know, does all that. Um, am I saying all the right words, Mike? I think so. Uh, Sarah, Sarah's, uh, I'll, I'll check with Sarah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So hashtag on the gram heading to the coast, uh, dude, I, Joe, I love it, dude. I love it. So this, I, I like the, it's, this skips all that little stuff in the middle. Like, let's just go have a, crazy day ride 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 you know absolute blast yeah and and if i could you know make the park hours be more towards the middle of the day to the evening i want this to be a late later night park i want this to be where like when you've done the you know you've done magic kingdom with the family for the day you want to go to coast at night it's kind of like when the kids used to go to or the younger adults used to go to pleasure island at night. i want to we're gonna go to coast tonight that's where the teens go they're gonna go ride coasters all night you know, it's it? funny you said that because that's what came to mind, Joe, is Pleasure Island. The second you said that I want somewhere for like the younger, first thing came to mind. I mean, there, there could be other things too. This is not part of like, I didn't put this in my list, but you could also bring back like elements of like Videopolis, what used to be out of Disneyland and at Pleasure Island. You could have like places for like the teens to go and they could dance and have fun, ride coasters. That's the place they want to be. So that's kind of like what I, the, at least for the rides and attractions, that's what I was going towards. Now, as I go, for the rest of the thing, it might be for the parents, but I'm saying at least for attraction wise, I'm going for the for the teens and, and, and kids. So, well, the thing is, and just to go off topic for a second, one of my favorite things about Pleasure Island, and I don't know if you remember this or not, was the um, almost like a whose line is it anyways? Like the the like the um, the comedy. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, like an improv? Im- yeah, an improv. Do you remember the improv they did used to do? They had a comedy was stage a, a, there. Comedy warehouse. Whose line is it? Anyway? Comedy warehouse. That's it. Yeah, and it was a blast, man. That was so much fun, uh, going over there and doing all that. So I would love to see something like that bring brought back to Disney. I like any time that you can have look an adult or even a you know for teens like a more kind of grown up experience um, with that. I I almost wish I look. I like what they do with Mickey's Not So Scary, but I almost wish that. In Hollywood Studios, they would do something maybe a little more grown up for teens. It had to be Halloween Horror Nights, but it'd be just like get into the dark side of Disney, like bring back some, like really have like the darker villains coming out and like just, I don't know. I think that would be super cool. I mean, I, so. think, I think they definitely miss uh, a demographic. I think they're very focused on like the younger and they kind of mm-hmm. miss, miss that in between where they're kind of like, yeah, this isn't cool. So I want to create a park that's cool for 
that age because because those memories when I was growing up, that's the age I was. I had a lot of older cousins, so I could do a lot with them, but I couldn't do everything with them. So when I was in the parks with them at night, that's what I remember the most. That's what makes me happy when I think about my memories at Disney. So I'm trying to like kind of recreate that with this here. So well, I think Disney Cruise Line is a perfect example of that too because when you look at the kids clubs. Uh, you look at ages three to twelve, and they have this massive space with two different kids clubs they can go to. And then all of a sudden, you go up and you have Edge and Vibe. And uh, Mike, you've been on board. I mean, look, you, Edge and Vibe are not big. I mean, they're kind of tinier places where they just have a few things you can do. I mean, it's cool. It's you know, it's fun. I've gone up there and had some fun because they do a. I didn't sneak up. I didn't. I didn't pull a twenty-one Jump Street or anything, uh, and go up there. I uh, they do adult times on the longer cruises to where they let you come and hang out. Um, but yeah, like you kind of see it there where their main focus is that 3 to 12 demographic. It's not it's not the 12 to 18 or 21. You know, after 21, I think they start to nail you again cuz now you get into the adult side of Disney with drinks and dining and all that fun stuff. Yep. So uh so continuing on if I'm going to go with dining, I'm keeping it with the younger crowd, right? So and the funny thing was we were when we were talking about this topic, there was a time that Jen and I were in were in line for something at the studios and there was a group of younger teenagers, probably like 12, 13, 14, 14 years old. And this one kid was like, kept saying, are we going to pizza planet? Let's go. We go let's go to pizza oh, planet. Cool. We're going to go to pizza planet. He thought it was the biggest deal to grab his friends and go to pizza planet for pizza. Right. You know, when it was pizza planet. So I'm thinking the kids like to eat crap, right? They like to eat like fast food, whatever. So if I'm going to go uh, to magic kingdom, I'm bringing over cosmic rays. I got a built in show. All right. Uh, you know, you get burgers, chicken, hot dogs. I mean, the fixin's bar, that's that's what you're going to get. We're keeping it plain and simple, easy, late-night snacks. Epcot, I'm bringing over Sunshine Seasons. I'm going to give, um, man, this is going to sound really stereotypy. I'm going to give maybe some of the younger ladies or the people who want to take care of themselves some healthier options. You know what I'm saying? So it's not all burgers and fries. You know what I'm saying? So we're having some healthier options from Sunshine Seasons. Animal Kingdom, Yak and Yeti, just because I love the egg rolls there. So egg rolls and fried mm, rice, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a favorite of mine. Some kind of that's going to be a little uh, Easter egg for myself, you know, because that's like Jen and I's like go to snack every time. And then for the studios, I'm going to have I want to bring over. I'm going to have one sit down place, but it's going to be fun, and it's 50s Primetime Cafe. It's going to be a place <sighs> where young kids can go and get their you know what's busted by the wait staff there for being smart smart you know what's so i think it's a perfect combination uh their parents give them a little bit of money to go to coast they're gonna go to 50s prime time get some meatloaf some fried chicken and get uh, a slapping from uh this the weights the cast members there i think that'll be kind of fun so uh that's where i picked for uh for dining i love it i absolutely 50s prime time for me is just i think it's still one of the best restaurants on disney property i know a lot, a lot of people go against me on that one i love it Sarah's favorite. That's that's her that's her go to spot. That's I her mean, jam. She loves the food. Yeah, she loves the food. She loves the whole ambiance of the place, and she loves the uh, the attitude she gets from the waitstaff sometimes. You know, <laughs> and um, and you know Sarah's in that demographic. She's been in that age, and you hit it you hit it right on the head with that restaurant because whenever we do our trips and we were doing dining reservations by way back when when everything was open, that was Sarah's go to place. Birthday birthday trip, fifties prime time. Wherever we were going, we'd always make fifties prime time because that was Sarah's uh, Sarah's spot. All right, man. Here's the thing. See, so uh, attractions fantastic for that age because you got all coasters and high thrills, having a good time. Food's amazing. Uh, um, I want to talk a little bit about your characters. Okay, 
characters. So because this may be a little tougher, you know what I mean. You're getting to that age group you're you're going after. I mean, not for me. I love the characters from the moment born till even now. So yeah, this is a little bit tough, but I'm I'm finding a good mixture. This might be a little bit of what I like, but Magic Kingdom. I'm bringing over Big Al and the Country Bears. I don't care what age you are. Okay. I mean, they're awesome. <laughs> I mean, you could dance with them. You could sing along with them. There's a lot of things that the Country Bears do well. So, yeah, Country Bears are coming over uh, to my park. Epcot, uh, I'm going to have a little bit of classic here, okay? You're not going to have a Disney park but not have the classic characters. I'm bringing you over the classic Mickey Minnie, but I'm bringing you back Retro 82 with the rainbow <clears throat> spacesuits. Ooh, good one! So that's that's a that's a picture I'd love to have. Yes, so that's that's where the uh, the classic meet and greet, classic spacesuits uh, from Epcot, Animal Kingdom. This is for the young men out there. I'm bringing over Pocahontas, okay, from uh, over at Discovery Island Shores. You got to have a princess over there for the, for the young men to get their pictures with. So uh, Pocahontas is coming over, and last and from not least from the studios, uh, I'm bringing over Mike Wazowski and Sully just because they're awesome and. I like them. So it's my park, and I'm doing what I want. And Mike Wazowski and Sully are, are amazing characters. So they're coming over as well. So I'm mixing it up a little bit, um, bringing over. Yes, I got your classic Fab Five characters, but I also want to bring in some random ones you might not see in a lot of different places. Like you see your Buzz Light years a lot of places, but I want to bring in, like I said, the Country Bears. You bring in uh, you know, Mike and Sully, just so, some uh, Pocahontas, some characters you normally wouldn't see too often. So that's my uh, my character meet and greets. I love it. And now that you've met the characters, you've ridden the rides, you have filled your belly. Uh, where are you going for your merch before you uh, before you leave the park? Magic Kingdom, uh, no better place. Uh, I'm going to turn it back though, ten <clears throat> years maybe. Tomorrowland Light and Power Company. Uh, Ooh, I like the Space Mountain merch. The Star Wars merch is cool. If that's your thing, we'll, we'll keep it with the theming because we have Space Mountain as a as a, a, an attraction. But I'm throwing the arcade back into it. I don't oh, care. Oh, cool, I man. Care, yeah. I don't care yeah. if it's 2021. Kids still love arcades. It's different. It's not something on their phones. They could actually go and like do the Dance Dance Revolution, Daytona USA, all kinds of racing and, and all kinds of interactive games you could still do. So just because it's not on a phone or on a Switch, I think they'll still have a good time with it. So uh, Tomorrowland Light and Power Company, that's what I'm bringing back from uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, Imageworks from Epcot. Uh, who doesn't love Figment? Okay. I don't have him as a meet and greet, but. Uh, he's got a lot of cool merchandise. Um, it's just fun stuff. And I love Figment. So Figment's coming to be in my park somewhere, and that's what uh, I'm bringing him over from Imageworks. Animal Kingdom, Garden Garden Gate Gifts. You got to have a place that sells film and sunscreen and just basic sundries. So you got to have one of those shops. That's just a basic necessity. So you got to have a sundry shop uh, in a park. They're going to sell ponchos and all that good stuff. So not, not that exciting, but you got to have one in my park because – gotta take pictures you gotta lube up with sunscreen you gotta have that kind of stuff so bottled water etc so uh garden gate gifts at animal kingdom and last but not least we're gonna have mickey we're gonna have the fab five we're gonna have mickey's of hollywood we're gonna have a classic store with classic characters classic merchandise that's gonna have park specific merchandise as well in there i'm envisioning my coast logo kind of like a seafoam green or blue like a crest of a wave with I don't know, Mickey, maybe like on like a in a roller coaster, kind of riding the the, uh, the wave. Something like that would be the logo. And we're gonna have specific logo merchandise in there, just like they had at Pleasure Island. They said they even sold logo merch in Pleasure Island. We're gonna have logo merch in my park. I'm big on the specific uh, theme park and resort merch. Everything's kind of too generic right now. I want mm-hmm. I want. I mean, there's not enough Space Mountain merch, Big Thunder merch, resort merch. So I'm going specific with my park. I'm gonna have some uh, specific. Uh, park merchandise sold there at mickey's of hollywood so that's closing out my stores in coast 
All right, you've had an awesome day. You've gone hands up all day long. You want to finish your night. You're there with your crush. These 16-year-olds are there with their crush, and they want to have a smooch under the stars on National Kissing Day. What nighttime spectacular is filling the sky? The, the 40-year-old would say the electrical water pageant because me, me and my wife love it. If I'm, if I'm marketing to the younger crowd, it's illuminations. There's a lot of explosions going off. The music is fantastic. It was around for 20 years. Obviously, it was doing something right. It should still be around. Uh, but yeah, explosions going off, fire. You could be cool. And like when the fire goes off around the globe or whatever, or with the propane, you don't have to look scared, kind of look cool in front of the girl you're with or guy you're with or whatever. And, you know, yeah, it's a lot of explosions, a lot, a lot, a lot going on. So you can't go wrong with, with illuminations. And as they're playing the walkout music, you hold a little hand, you walk out. It's a big night for you. So. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I uh, I am excited. Well, it was Coast. Coast. What was the acronym again for it, Coast? The Coast is, stands for Coasters of America Staged Together. Perfect. I love it. This is yeah, that's fantastic. All right, uh, Mike, what do you think about Joe's? I'm reliving my childhood youth and uh, you know my, my my teen years, and some of it's bringing back good memories, and some of it's not. But uh, I had a, I had a, I really liked it a lot. Very cool. You know, it's funny because I have kids in that demographic. You know, with Sarah being I've been through Disney with her through you know all of her teenage years up until she's 18 now and um, you hit the nail on the head with if she were to pick her perfect park and the things she wants to do that would be it when she does things with her cheerleaders when she goes down there with the whole crew that's pretty much you nailed it what they want to do and what they want to see so uh, awesome on you Joe a great logo I love that that sounds super cool and definitely that would be Sarah's day to hang out and that's uh, that's what she's all about and I'm sure Sammy now that she's 14 would be in the same demographic so uh, yeah you uh, you nailed it Fantastic. Well, I guess that leaves me. Uh, last but not least, I'm going a completely different route. I'm very proud of us all that we all kind of went a different way with our with our ideas. We're, I don't think we're stepping on toes here, which is a first on this show. Um, that normally, uh, normally I let Mike go and I steal his ideas and then I come in later on in the show and take credit for him. Um, my park is all based on the man himself, Walt Disney. Uh, for those of you who have listened, you know my love for Walt Disney, and I am going to have Walt Disney's Land of Legends, uh, where we explore the icons of Walt Disney. Um, and as you enter the park, uh, you see the placard right there that says, here we pay tribute to the characteristics of Walt Disney and the imagination he brought to life for families young and old. Uh, and that's what this park is all based around. Some of the attractions and stuff, I you might go, what, really? I wouldn't put that in the park. But for me, it settles on a certain characteristic of Walt that was brought in to kind of fulfill the person as a whole. So I'm going to start in Epcot, boys. Uh, I'm going to head over, and I'm going to do Living with the Land. Uh, I love this attraction. For me, it's a uh, it's a great one. Um, but the one, reason I want to do it is Walt's love of nature. He was someone who loved to get out. And, uh, and explore and hike and be outside. And, and he just absolutely loved nature. And also, I, he liked innovation, which we'll get into later. But living with the land brings people into that side of Walt Disney where, uh, you know, they're, they're changing the world. I mean, Walt, when you talk about people in, in the past that changed the world, Walt's definitely on that short list of people who changed the world forever. And uh, living with the land, they, they are trying to create new ways of growing food that will in the future sustain, you know, the planet for, for, for generations to come. So that, that attraction is a lot more than just a boat ride. Uh, as you see some, you know, uh, cucumbers and stuff that some people love so much, they just can't, <laughs> can't deal with the same it, thing. which we'll, uh, we'll get into that, uh, on the patron side a little bit. <clears throat> um, 
I my other my other attraction and Mike, you're going to fall out of your chair whenever I say this is Mission Space that I'm bringing over. Uh, I'm in shock. I'm in <laughs> shock. <laughs> Joe, I hate Mission Space. Really? It is my one attraction out of every attraction at Disney. If they said tomorrow, I'm closing it down. I'm done. I would cheer. I would I would scream. I'd be like, yes, it's over. The terror is over. Uh, they put you in a coffin, Joe, and spin you at extreme speeds. And I used to have some sort of like, I felt okay because I had Gary Sinise there with me. But now I don't even have that going. So it's like, ugh. That is, literally the, that is literally the one attraction. So we've all been, to, everybody here has been to Disney World so many times. There's warnings on a ride. We're like, yeah, whatever, right? That is the one attraction that legitimately the warning is legit. Like it's, I, I, I have to really concentrate on that screen so I don't get sick. You know, uh, yeah, because like, it's it's, ter- it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. They they put that harness on you, and my claustrophobia kicks in, and I think this is this is it. This is where it all ends for me. It's trying to land on Mars, and I'm just not going to be able to do it. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's all over. It's like hurry up with this thing, get me off this ride. But here's here's why I put Mission Space. Walt had a fascination with space. Um, he absolutely loved the idea of space and what you know man could at one point uh, venture off and find into the vastness of space. So I think Mission Space fits perfectly into my idea of what Walt Disney, you know, all these characteristics that kind of made the man, the myth, the legend as a whole of who he is. Um, so Mission Space is my my other one from there. Uh, Hollywood Studios. I'm going to steal. Uh, I think it was Joe's, and I'm going Tower Terror, Hollywood Tower Terror, and. Um, Walt loved thrills. He he was fascinated with supernatural, and uh, I think you have to have an attraction that's also a you know something for the kids. You know, like like Joe said, something for that for those people who want to get out and and feel that thrill. So for me, the Hollywood Tower of Terror, and then I'm also going Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Uh, I think it's the greatest attraction that's been put into a theme park in the last decade. I think it's fantastic. Mike, let's chat a little bit before I move on. You hated it, didn't you? Uh, hate's a strong word. Um, I, I think because it replaced a ride that I loved so much, it was hard. It, it had a hold to a high standard. Uh, and I, I think, you know, Dave said, I didn't have the whole pre-show. So when I missed yeah, the whole pre-show, brought it back, it actually. Of, yeah. yeah, so it was kind of like, uh, okay, you know, it was cute. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I wouldn't have put that. I certainly wouldn't have brought it over. I would have left it at the other park. But uh, that's just me. And then maybe once I see the pre-show, I will appreciate it a little bit more. But, you know, a lot of those pre-shows play a lot part of what the ride is and with not oh, getting big that, time. I think I think I lost quite a bit of the uh the build up for the ride. But um yeah, no, I mean I'll give it another shot and obviously I'll go on it again. But uh I kind of was hold, hoping for more because I lost one of my favorite rides, which was the uh, great movie ride. Well uh, my the reason I put it there is look, I mean Walt's alter ego, his right hand man, uh Mickey Mouse, you know, has needed a attraction for a long time and now we finally get it. And I think that Walt would want Mickey and Minnie's. I think if Walt today could come back and he could venture through the parks, I think that may be one of the attractions he's most enamored with. He's he's happiest with is Mickey and Minnie's. I think he would look at the animation style and think, "Wow, it's new and different." And you know, Walt was always pushing the envelope. But I think he is. Uh, I think he would absolutely love the innovation of the audio animatronics. The way that you know the 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 cars move, the way the music's used, the storytelling. I, I 
for me, I think it is a complete home run. I think it's one of the greatest attractions uh, for me. If I'm going to Hollywood Studios and I can only do one attraction, that's what I'm doing. That's how much I love it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. I would do it over Rise eight days a week. I mean, I would second that because I'm not a Star Wars guy. So I know, I know Mike wouldn't say that, but I agree with Mike. I think not having the pre-show kind of has tainted it for me a little bit, but it's good. But that that that's that's dedication. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, I'm moving on to Animal Kingdom. Uh, I'm going to go, of course, Kilimanjaro Safari. Uh, talk about a hard one to bring over. I have to create a the largest attraction in Disney history uh, in my new park and bring it over. But the reason I'm bringing it over is, look, Walt loved animals and wildlife. He, uh, whenever they ventured into finally doing live action documentaries and stuff like that, of course, the animals and wildlife were the first key things he focused on. And also, they played a huge role in his parks. I mean, you talk about Walt wanted live animals in Disneyland. And people kept saying, you can't do this. It's not going to work. And then all these years later, 50 years later, uh, you now get you know Animal Kingdom sitting there uh, with, with the live animals. So I think Kilimanjaro Safari for me is a must-have in any Disney park uh, if you are going to base it around Walt Disney. Um, and the other one? is you got to have those thrills, baby. Expedition Everest, heading up the mountain. Uh, and I put it in there because Walt overall was an explorer. He explored the world. He got a lot of his ideas from exploring the world. And uh, he also got us a lot of his ideas about the uh, maybe things that do or do not exist, depending on how you uh, believe, uh, by exploring the world and brought those things to our screens at our homes and in theaters. So I love that Expedition Everest tells the... The story of the Yeti, and I think Walt would really enjoy that too. Plus, it's a coaster, man. Got to have a coaster in your theme park, or otherwise, what's the point? Don't even build it. Um, so those are my three. Go ahead, Mike. Is the Yeti going to work in your new theme park? Or are you going to have yeah, the, the Yeti, Yeti does work okay, in so my theme it's park. It's a fully yeah. functional Yeti. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, he just Walt kicks his proud. feet, though. That's all he does. He can't move from the top up, from the waist <laughs> up. He just kicks his feet back and forth. You know, He shuffles. Uh, looks like he's dancing. Um from the Magic Kingdom, I am going to bring the Jungle Cruise. Uh, it's Walt had his hand on it. Um, and the other reason I'm bringing the Jungle Cruise is because of the comedy aspect that the Jungle Cruise brings uh, with the skippers. And Walt's comedic timing was impeccable. It was amazing. If you ever watch documentaries, you can see that he understood not only the timing of comedy and how it needs to be. You know, sometimes you need that second. Uh, uh, of space for it to really hit. But he also understood physical comedy. He understood the way that faces need to look, and that that played a huge role with animation. When you look at a character like Dopey that doesn't speak, but yet can put this comedic performance on perfectly throughout this entire film, uh, you know, Walt was a, was a master at that. And so I think the Jungle Cruise fills that void in my park of being able to have Walt's personality, his comedic personality there. Uh, Cause he was a really funny guy, man. For those of you who ever read about him, he could be hard nosed and he was, you know, sometimes hard to work for, but he was a funny guy. He, he really did enjoy the comedic aspects of not only film, but also in the parks and rides and all that. So I'm bringing that the, not, the last one you're also going to be like, and I know a lot of you are going, huh, I know which park I'm not going to Justin's because it sounds boring uh, is the enchanted Tiki room. I'm bringing the Enchanted Tiki Room, and here's why. He had a love for technology and for audio animatronics that he would go on to innovate and create 
and then it would be used around the world in theme parks and movies and all kinds of stuff. Um, when he saw that little bird, you know, out to dinner and that little talking bird, and he said, I want that. And, you know, now you can find it in Club 33 in Disneyland. Um, <laughs> you get you get this amazing experience with the Enchanted Tiki Room. And that was Walt's baby, man. He, he loved the animatronic aspect of being able to bring these stories to life and it, to have complete control of them. Uh, no matter what you're doing. So for me, those are my attractions. I know they're all over the place, and you're thinking, huh, I wonder. But we look, we got some shows. We got some thrills. We got some stuff for the kids. We got some uh, water rides. We got some. Uh, we got a little bit of everything. Is this a half-day park? Because the, the kids can go to coast when they're done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be the half-day park to year three, okay? <laughs> it's good. I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Because although you've done all the attractions in the half-day, uh, there is going to be some dining they have to do. Um, I I took <clears throat> existing everything I took was existing at the time. Um, so for me, out of Epcot, I brought Beer Garden over. Uh, the reason for it is I a lot of this too is just my preference. I think Beer Garden may be one of the coolest experiences dining experiences you can have at Disney. Like the fact that you get a live stage show and you get the largest beer on the planet. To sit there and enjoy it. Um, I think Walt would absolutely love it. I think he would love every aspect that it brings a community community as a whole into this restaurant and has this whole experience uh, going on in front of him. From Hollywood Studios, this one's a no-brainer because he spent tons of time there, and that's the Hollywood Brown Derby. I would love to walk in, but also I, I like that the Brown Derby pays homage to all of Hollywood. But let's make it pay homage just to Walt. Let's have those pictures. It reminds me a lot of the steakhouse in Disneyland Hotel where you can go in and it's just photos of Walt all around the steakhouse. And it's super cool. Big plush leather chairs. Really, really nice. Uh, so I am going there. Uh, for Animal Kingdom, this was a tough one for me. Why? Because Animal Kingdom food's not good. I mean, overall, if you really think about it. Uh, I'm going Nomad Lounge. I'm bringing over Nomad Lounge. I'm going to have a super unique drink menu. I mean, just picture Walt sitting there sipping on an Annapurna Zing, you know, like this gin cocktail uh, with a lotus flower sipping on, you know, sitting on top, telling this story. Uh, for me, the Nomad Lounge is that adult side of Disney that a lot of people, I think, miss out on. I don't think they stop. You know, they're rushing into uh, Avatar. And they need to stop and kind of take it in and just just enjoy that. So I'm going to bring over Nomad Lounge uh, for that. And then my last one, this one, again, no-brainer from the Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Royal Table. It tells the story of the princesses. I think Walt would love sitting there looking out over the park, you know, from inside of a castle uh, where most of his stories started. So for me, I'm bringing Cinderella's Royal Table over, and uh, I absolutely think between those you have some for the adults some for the kids and uh, all of it walt would really enjoy i thought it was really cool there was a lot of times when you were talking you were going to start making suggestions like i knew you were coming out with jungle cruise i mean there was just so much walt involved mm -hmm. uh and, and that's the perfect park for you i mean if that if, if if you said justin designed the park and you put them all on paper oh and which one did he design that was definitely you and and i could definitely see uh how walt 
it's perfect. Maybe some of the rides you said wouldn't be the greatest attractions, you know, like the Tiki oh, Room. Oh no! But, but yeah. it's got, but it's it's Walt's <clears throat> fingerprint. It's what's Walt's. I'm glad you didn't say the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. You know, <laughs> I'm glad it went with Tiki Room. I'll, I'll go with that any day. Um, but yeah, no, very cool. I, I I like your park a lot, and it's definitely got a very cool. The one thing I'm surprised you didn't bring over from Hollywood Studios was One Man's Dream. Well, I see. I thought about that, but what is? How does it fit into our bill? Like, it's not really an attraction. You know what I mean? It's more of like a, it's more of a, I don't know, a museum mm-hmm. than anything. So, like, I thought about that, and I thought I would cheat and maybe just bring it over anyway. But then I thought, no, I'll follow the rules tonight. I'll, you know, uh, I'll be good. What a good boy. But yeah, man, it's it's one of those things. Like, even these, some of these attractions, I don't do every time I go. Couldn't tell you last time I did Tiki Room. Like, right. but if I'm building a park around Walt, then it's got to be there. Like, you can't, you know, I mean, you have to have it. It, it plays such a huge part. I mean, it was either that or Hall, <clears throat> Hall of Presidents because when you think great moments of Mr. Lincoln and you think now what they've done with the Hall of Presidents and the importance that, you know, great moments of Mr. Lincoln plays in Disney history. So for me, that's massive. I know I'm I'm going for a really niche audience. Uh, pretty much it would be me and Dave just holding hands and crying <laughs> together as we went through uh, Walt Disney's Land of Legends. Um, but the one thing we would definitely need to do is pick up some merchandise. And uh, so I... Am going to bring over from Epcot the Plaza de los Amigos, probably one of my favorite shops in any Disney park around around the world that I've been to. I love this shop, and that is the open air market there in Mexico. Uh, it is fantastic. I think Walt would love this because of his love for travel, love for storytelling. I think this shop more than anything tells the story of what you're around. You know, you can pick up those really cool like painted skulls and sombreros and all that kind of stuff. And, of course, you have La Cava six feet away that you can stop in and have a margarita and, and all that. So uh, for me, that's where I'm going with there. Um, for Hollywood Studios, I am going with – I'm going to actually go Star Wars. Can you believe this? I'm going Doc Ondor's Den, wow. of, Den of Antiquities. And uh, the reason for it is the storytelling. I think, I think it's so cool, man, that you go in there, and that shop is part of this overall story. And I think he would be really interested in the storytelling that takes place in that. You know, I, I hope he would maybe if he's come back to life, be caught up on the Star Wars franchise. It may be a little weird if he <laughs> if somebody just <laughs> brings him back and says, Here you go. And he goes, This is really weird. Where am I'm I? A, I'm right um, standing there. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then from um from Animal Kingdom, uh kind of stealing from you, Mike, uh, the Mombasa marketplace over in Africa. Uh I, I think that's another kind of like Epcot with the Plaza de los Amigos. Um, it just it tells such a great story. It's really fun. It's got you know African um, um, inspired merchandise in there, and kind of like Joe said, like I'm I'm over the Walt Disney World 2021 shirts. Like I'm like okay, I get it. You need a few because not everybody goes as much as we do. You know, and they want that. But I'm over the super generalized stuff. I want super specific merch. I want like crazy. I I want to if I eat a, um, let's say I have like a a weird meal at one of the markets that, right there in Animal Kingdom. I want to be able to go and get a T-shirt that has a picture of it on it. You know what I mean? And everybody's gonna be like, "What the heck is that?" But I'll know what it is, and I'll enjoy that T-shirt. I'll enjoy the merch. I'll enjoy the uh, the the um you know the magnet or whatever. So. For me, that's where I went. Magic Kingdom, the last... This You guys might not believe this. This may be my favorite shopping experience uh, on property uh, outside Disney Springs. There's some really good ones in Disney Springs. 
Big Top Souvenirs. Mm. Really? Hidden in the back. Dude, it's so overlooked. It's so well-themed. It's so much fun. It's huge. They have really some specific merch back there that's like Fab Five, stuff like that. Um, I love Big Top Souvenirs. I'll take that over the Emporium any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely overlooked in the back. I mean, I think the last time I was back there was during a was actually during Mickey's Not So Scary when yep, I got to because they put the character meet and greets and, back and there. they put the, all the seven dwarfs back there, and it was yep. absolutely amazing. And I can honestly say that was probably one of the first times I ever went into that location because I never really had a reason to go back there because I don't have small kids, and it's kind of like I mean, what's really back there? Not much if you don't have small children. And so, yeah, it's an overlooked spot, but it definitely has some good merch. Now, is, is it open, by the way? It's I, The last I, I, I looked at it is not open okay, yet. So I know I had, they had some issues with yeah. fire flooding or something. I don't know. but Yeah, I think it was some flooding back there. So, um, But, yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, my characters, I pretty much just picked what I liked. Um, I am going from Epcot. Uh, I can't believe you guys didn't take this. I'm taking Figment. I mean, you kind of took him with Dreamfinder, but I'm taking Figment. You got to meet Figment in, uh, in Epcot, coming out of Epcot there. He is the embodiment of Walt Disney's imagination uh, put to paper. So Figment is absolutely perfect. Uh, at Hollywood Studios, I am taking the main man himself, Sorcerer Mickey. I still get chills every time I see him at the end of Fantasmic, uh, shooting off those fireworks. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's just, oh, it's just the best. Um, Animal Kingdom, I'm going to take Donald. You know why? Because I just like Donald in Animal Kingdom. He's one of my favorite meet and greets there. I like his outfit. I just love that character. And I think Walt loves Donald as well. Um, and then last but not least, Magic Kingdom. I'm just going to generalize and say Disney princesses. Uh, you can name whichever one you want. But I think you have to have a princess meet and greet at some point inside of a Disney park. And uh, that's what I would put there. Uh, for my nighttime spectacular, I'm cheating, guys. Eh, I guess not. Joe cheated a little bit. I am moving on to Disney Enchantment, the brand new nighttime spectacular coming to the Magic Kingdom October 1st for an 18-month run uh, that will have projections not only on Cinderella Castle, but all the way down Main Street. I have not seen it. I don't know what music's going to be there, but I have faith that this is going to be one of the best nighttime spectaculars we've ever seen in any Disney park. So that's how I'm ending my night. At least we can be sure there won't be people on jet skis fist pumping. Well, you know, the funny part about that, Mike, and we will talk about that in uh, our patron topic, we'll uh, we'll dive in for a second, is they're moving that to Animal Kingdom. They're having the Parade of Kites over there. Uh, so don't worry, buddy. You'll be able to watch it there. Excellent. You know what I'm a little nervous about is I just love, I just got used to Happily Ever After. I love the music. I love the show. And I know it's the 50th coming up. I get it. I'm just like, you're changing it on me again. I'm like, it's like I just got used to this. Now you're changing it again. So I, I really well happily ever after. From what I understand, we'll be back. I, I just I'm I'm hoping that yeah because that's 18 months is a long time. So I I just hope they're like oh it's so good we'll keep it and then we never get happily ever after back again. Yeah, so. we'll see. Maybe it'll come back better than ever. They have the projections now all the way down Main Street. Maybe we'll uh maybe they'll make happily ever after Tarzan swinging down the you know or, or as long as the, as long as the music's still there as long as the music's I love still it. there very cool Justin great 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 park I mean listen you know we know how much you love Walt it was it was a great uh, like I said it, it definitely it 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 defines you and it defines Walt and I think you did a fantastic job knocking it out of the park I I really liked it a lot uh, I mean listen you got great places to eat you got great places to meet characters. Uh, 
great places to shop. What, what can I say? I'd love to go to that park. Um, I don't think it'd be a half-day park. I'd spend all day there as well, Thank too. you, Mike. Uh, I love Walt just as much as you guys do, and uh, I think it'd be a fantastic place. Thank you, buddy. You know, one of the things that we didn't have in our parks that I think you must have, and that's PhotoPass, because you get some great photos on PhotoPass, and you can place them on our great place that we know of, and that's our Facebook page. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Joe, what do you got for me? What's your Pick of the Week? All right, so uh, if some of the DDP family joined Justin and uh, myself on, uh, I guess we Patreon, right, Justin? We, we were Yeah, just a patron. Yeah, yeah patron, yeah. So uh, yeah, I had a great time with Justin and his family at his home uh, in South Carolina. So I'm kind of cheesing out, and I'm actually picking a post from uh, our very own Mr. Justin Suter. And he, uh, oh, he, thanks, he, he posted pictures of uh, Riley's little, uh, like, not little anymore, his nine-year-old uh, daughter, and just a really cute picture of her when I guess she was a baby with a little Looks like it's a somebody made those Minnie Mouse ears for her, right? Yeah, man. And now mm-hmm. she's grown up a nine. She's a, a pretty cool little girl. Uh, had a lot of fun hanging out with her. She was doing the show with us, whatever. So uh, shout out to her. It was great to meet her. And uh, yeah, so my picks of the week are to our very own Mr. Justin Suter. Thank great you. Pick of the week. Happy birthday. Yeah, she had a good one, man. We saw Cruella. It was fantastic. Very cool. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Nicole Grant. Um, Nicole Grant was down in the parks, uh, and she was in Oga Cantina, and she did her first ever uh, solo trip in the parks, and looks like she had a fantastic time. She was able to get Rise, and uh, was super, super happy that she had an amazing, amazing time. Uh, and, man, I just I love seeing people get out there and having fun and back in the parks and, and experiencing it for what it should be. I love seeing the parks returning to normal. Very cool. Mike, what about you, uh, bud? We have quite a few people in the park this week, and uh, Lauren Renya was another one. She had a wonderful day at Hollywood Studios. She was out and about. She got Rise of the Resistance. She loved it as well, too. Very cool. And um, I do want to give an honorable mention out to one of our dear friends, and that was Christina McSheffrey, who's down in the parks now as we speak. She did a little video on our thing with just surprising the kids with their trip to Disney, and she's been knocking it out of the park with her park pictures. So great. A lot of our Disney families down in the parks, a lot of people having a great time, and it's nice to see everybody enjoying the uh, great thing of Disney. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, one quick thing, I will give an honorable mention to Lori Templeton Euler, our good friend. Uh, she posted a picture said, Relaxing by the River, Digging into My New Read, and it's uh, Disney War by James B. Stewart. For those of you who don't know, we are starting a Disney Dads book club, and the first read is going to be Disney War by James B. Stewart. It is a long read, but a fantastic look into the pre- uh, and post and you know years during Eisner and, and Roy Disney and, and uh, all the shakeup that the Disney company saw during that. So if you would like to join us, there will be details coming on that. Greg Woods is doing a fantastic job, is taking the lead on that, and uh, we're all going to get together. And then uh, every so often we will do a Zoom for everybody that's in the book club, and we will chat a little about the book, some Disney history, have a lot of fun. So uh, if you're wanting to do that, look very soon on the Facebook page for details for the Disney Dads Podcast book club coming up uh also look got to do all these things each and every week so here we go let's see how fast we can roll through them you ready guys here we go check out all of our shows at www.disneydadspodcast.com and of course like i said earlier make sure to join our amazing facebook group the disney dads podcast facebook family on facebook uh also if you want to be a part of that patron we talk about it a lot because it is an amazing group joe and i went live we also did another live uh live uh, night adult night which we had a blast with a couple weeks ago uh you can click the link right below and join for as little as two dollars a month you're helping support the show and you're keeping it to where we do not 
uh, play those pesky commercials right in the middle as you're trying to listen to one of your favorite Disney podcasts. Um, and also, look, we love our buddy uh, Jay. Make sure to pick up his copy or your copy of Pobble. Uh, you can click that link right there below that and pick up your uh, copy and add it to your Disney library. And if you need help planning a Disney vacation, we at Away With Me Travel are here for you. You can contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com. To Disney, Universal, or anywhere else in the world, we can get you taken care of. Take all the stress off of you, and we will take care of everything. You just show up and have fun. Uh, And, of course, last but not least, the one thing I have to ask each and every week, this comes from Mike, Joe, Dave, and myself, if you like what we're doing, trying to spread positivity, trying to grow a Disney family full of just Disney love, then go slap five stars, leave a nice comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Helps us grow the show and reach more and more people. Guys, I need a breath. I think I hit it all. I had a blast tonight uh, talking about this. It's fun, man, putting the Imagineer hats on and uh, chatting a little bit about what kind of park we would do. Uh, But we have some really fun stuff to talk to on the patron side, so we need to head over that way soon. Uh, I do want to get into this story of a woman jumping off living with the land just to pick a cucumber. I want to talk a little bit about other people jumping off attractions. Uh, I want to get into this new nighttime spectacular and all uh, lots of other fun stuff. Uh, guys, let's close this up. Joe, closing words. Now again, another great show. Glad to be back on the show with you guys. It was fun to get the noodle, put the noodle to work tonight and kind of reminisce about great times I had as a kid and kind of putting that together into a, a fun park. I know that'll never exist, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun to hear your guys' ideas too. Uh, it's that's what's uh, fun about a Disney podcast. Everybody brings something to the table, and uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Disney's listening to this, and uh, we'll take one of our ideas. You never know. So let's yeah. do it. I, I love it, Mike. Uh, very cool hanging out with you guys tonight. I hope that we spark some of your guys' imagination. And uh, maybe you're driving in the car right now, sitting in traffic like I normally am. Or maybe you're just out for a walk or whatever it is. Tell us what you would make for your park or, you know, some specific rides you want to bring over. And uh, I hope you guys had a good time talking about it tonight. And I had a blast. Talk to you guys soon. I love it. Hey, yeah, get on that Facebook page and tell us uh, which park you would vote best and why it was mine. And uh, from there, guys, I am so uh, I'm so happy to see you all. Look, I look forward to this each and every week. Uh, thank you, guys. Dave was working late tonight inside the parks, and so he is unable to make it. But he uh, sends his love to everyone. Uh, guys, we appreciate you. Disney Dads Podcast patron family, stick around. Because on the other side, we're going to jump into those fun topics and be a little more on the adult side of Disney uh, as you guys uh, like each and every week. For everyone else, we appreciate you. We love you. Have an amazing week. Spread some Disney cheer. And until next time, we'll see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. See you guys. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always... Keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder. And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.